And now to the winning story in this year's RTE short story competition in honour of Francis McManus, as announced just this evening on Arena. Tonight and every weeknight for the next two weeks, you can hear a story from the shortlist at this time here on Late Date. And you can read all the stories at rte.ie forward slash culture. But now for the winning story. Described by the judges Lucy Caldwell, Lisa McInerney and Declan Hughes as a superbly structured tale of small town winning and losing, The Third Day by Kevin Donlan is, they say, a pitch perfect tour de force. The Third Day by Kevin Donlan is read for us now by Aina Hardwick. Five more, lads. Five more. You have this. Down in the mud. In the mud. This is where you earn it. Five more, lads. Dig in. Dig in. It wasn't just me dreaming up the Tuesday session. It had been spoken about. And not just by the usual suspects. Decky said it himself when he had a sign in the contract. Six weeks. Just six weeks and you can drink Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the whole feckin' week if you want. So it wasn't just me. Decky said it. But there was no one in Dwyer's. I threw up a photo of my pint in the group chat, not the group chat with management mind, and Ian was straight back with, You're some man. And the laughing emojis were flying, but none of them said they were on their way down. Not one. So I read the paper and I enjoyed that pint and felt good knowing my morning worries were now Wednesday morning's worries. Alice was behind the bar and she didn't mention the win or the night before or the night before that. She just threw down my pint, so that got me worried about what I'd been at. And I took a few gulps to knock that on its head. And it worked. Because soon I was thinking about how Alice is always like that and sure, who's happy about working on a Tuesday morning? All the gloom of a Monday without the hope that things will be different. The February of days. Not working on a Tuesday was the smart way around this, no doubt. Sean Lally was the only other customer, of course. He'd been in the same seat on Sunday and Monday when we were swinging from the rafters. I'd planted a kiss on him the night before and he'd laughed, but I knew he wanted the place to be empty again. He didn't put any chat in me, just studied the horses. I left him to it. Is that what we're training for, lads? Is that it? Losing to that group of feckin' clowns. Where was the fight? Ye may think long and hard over the next few days why you're coming down here three nights a week because if it's to play like that ye may forget it. Feck off down to Dwyer's. The group chat was going back over about the night before and the night before that comparing sore heads. No one talking about the cure though. I said I'd rouse them with another photo of a pint with scampy fries open beside them. But no one took the bait and I said, feck them anyway, I'm not begging. I ordered a third pint. Put a picture of that up on Instagram. Same response there. You're some man, but no one talking about coming down. I wouldn't mind, but it was all they were saying in the weeks leading up to the final. Ian and Martin took the week off work, or said they did anyway. And now I was sitting on my own, except for Sean Lally, who didn't want me in there anyway. Ian was the worst of the lot. Full of talk he was. But even after the big nights he'd tell you exactly what you had been doing at two in the morning and I'd stand there thinking, how do you remember that? 
only sipping, nursing his drink, that's how, not to be trusted. That's what I thought. I wouldn't say it in the team, though. He's well-liked. The three pints got me hungry. Dwyer's just did crisps and I didn't have the stomach for Guinness. I said I'd be sensible, so I walked across to Moran's and ordered another pint and chicken goujons and chips. And I said to Pat behind the bar that we were getting fierce notions with goujons, not nuggets. And he said, ha ha, but he didn't laugh. Then I thought... It's probably been 20 years since Goujans came to Ireland and that Pat gave me the response that comment deserved and that knocked my confidence a bit so I sat in the snug. This is it, lads. All the other matches, league, challenges, shields, they meant nothing. This is what you're here for. This is how you'll be remembered. Do we want it? Do we want this to be our last match of the year? Well, do ye? Moran's is a strange spot anyway. It's not like Dwyer's and you get people in there just eating, not drinking. You wouldn't go wild in Moran's, too bright. So I kept the head down and read another paper, but not the news because I didn't want worries. Just the sports again. I had drank the fourth pint a bit slowly because of the food and I was starting to feel like maybe my worries were coming back so I headed back towards Dwyer's. Didn't like being back outside because it was kind of dark even though it was lunchtime. And I thought, feck you Decky. Because he had gone on about winning and summer hurling and he was full of shite because he knew full well we never finished senior championship before October. And the dark made me think of dusk and how I didn't like dusk because it was ominous and I thought about how ominous the dusk would seem the next day after three days in the drink. The senior final, lads. There's men in this club who have never even played in one. You're sixty-odd minutes away from your name in the record books. We were here. We had a chance. And we took it. This is it. These are the times that matter. I almost went to head home. I really did. Even stopped outside Dwyer's to give it proper thought. I could stay in my room and watch something and get a tie. But there would be dusk today too. And that wouldn't be easy either. So I said I'd have one more in Dwyer's and see how I felt. But once I had another pint in front of me, I felt better. And some of the other regulars were in there now and we talked about the match and about the race and today and I felt okay with putting some music on the jukebox because it wasn't just me and Sean Lally. I kept to tame choices though, no dance. It was still just the Tuesday regulars and I didn't want them thinking I was an amateur. Stuck on some Phil Collins too and Dublin Jerry gave me a raised pint salute when he heard that. Old lads, like when younger lads, appreciate Phil Collins. That's something worth knowing. There was racing in Weatherby and Taunton and Clonmel and I only usually bet on Cheltenham and the Grand National or if there's a tip but the men were talking about someone's nephew racing in tip so I went next door and put on a tenner. Came in fifth and tiring but there was almost as much crack slagging off the tip as if it had won. I was six pints in now and I was feeling fuzzy. Thirty more minutes. That's all I'm asking from me. We're so 
close we can taste it, lads. Ye need to summon whatever reserves, whatever extra strength ye have and put it in for 30 more minutes. 30 minutes from immortality, lads. There was some talk in the group chat about heading into Dublin and staying in with one of the college boys. I just gave the thumbs up to that because I didn't want slagging about being drunk. I wasn't drunk yet, I just didn't want the slagging. Ian and Martin and a few of the younger lads started dribbling in around five. Jesus, you'd think they'd never seen someone drink before. The crack they were having about me being in there since the morning. And they were all showered and smelling well and looking at their phones and sipping from their bottles. Not the big pint bottles, mind, and that annoyed me. It did. So I started slagging Ian. But the boys didn't join in and Ian doesn't take a slag well, so I just looked like I was being aggressive. And I thought, feck them, and I went out for a walk and grabbed a smoke from one of the old boys, even though I don't really smoke. And who do I see? Just as I have the smoke halfway to my lips. Decky. On his way out of Super Value with the bag for life and the indo under his arm. Well, he says. Well, I said. Day three? Yeah, day three, Decky. He did that thing he does, didn't say anything, just sized me up. He sat in the wall beside Dwyer's where they have the Tidy Towns flower boxes in the summer and the flower box ashtrays in the winter and he folded his arms. So was it worth it? The drinking? No, the training. The pledge. The three nights a week. I shrugged. He'd sobered me up anyway. You wouldn't be drunk for long around Decky. You've a senior medal in your back pocket now. Not many lads in this town of one of those. I just looked at my feet. I hadn't put on fresh socks that morning, think I'd slept in the same pair. I wasn't going to say anything, but then the pints were still bubbling away, so I said, feck it. It's still Tuesday, though. What? I said it's still Tuesday. Decky wasn't following me. I was having to concentrate on my words. I mean, nothing's changed. We won. Sunday was good crack. Monday was decent. Today could be all right. I'll still be hung over tomorrow. Nothing's changed. I don't think hurling is to blame for that, Shane. I'm not blaming hurling. I'm blaming you, I thought. You're the lad promising it'll all be okay if we win. But I didn't say that. Decky's not going anywhere now we've won and I probably still wanted to play. Decky stood up. He looked uncomfortable. He likes to stick to a script, Decky does. It's the journey, not the destination, Shane. You know that, right? Right, yeah. I sounded a bit sulky, so I put on a smile. Ah, no, I... I know that, Decky. I do. Look after yourself, Shane. And if you want to do any extra sessions over Christmas, you have my number. I laughed. Even though he might not have been joking. He headed off to his car and I finished my smoke and went back inside. 
The boys said there was a minibus on the way and there was a good spot doing three euro pints. I said, grand, I'm in. But you're all doing a shot with me now. It's a celebration. And they did in fairness. Enjoy it, lads. Savour it. You could be waiting your whole life for a moment like this and it'll be over before you know it. That was Aina Hardwick reading The Third Day by Kevin Donnellan, the winning story in the RTE short story competition in honour of Francis McManus, as chosen from over 2,800 entries. The producer of the series is Sarah Benchy. The broadcast coordinator is Carolyn Dempsey and on sound was Jamie Doyle. And you can hear another story from the series tomorrow night at the same time here on Late Date, uh, taking joint second prize of €2,000. It's Mamo by Sarah Keating. It'll be read by Ingrid Craigie. And you can find out more about all the stories on the shortlist and read them all by visiting rte.ie forward slash culture.